Hey guys, welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Milligan, and welcome to a special episode of the Filming with Josh podcast, episode number 100, Finding Your Lane. This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Filming with Josh podcast. If you are new to the podcast, Filming with Josh is your home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Here on the podcast, we talk about all things video, from script writing and storyboarding to how to price your work. We talk about it all here on the podcast. We also have a Facebook group called Filming with Josh, so be sure to go to Facebook, type in Filming with Josh, and ask to join the group today. The Filming with Josh Facebook group is a continuation of this podcast and is also a place where you can come and share your work, ask for feedback, stay up to date with gear news and things of that nature. So be sure to go to Filming with Josh on Facebook and ask to join the group today. So today's episode is a very special one. It's episode number 100. And as such, I wanted to make a big announcement that the Filming with Josh podcast is now going to move forward as a video podcast. I'm hoping that this doesn't prevent me from doing a lot of podcasts because that is one of the reasons I've never done a video podcast is I was always afraid that if I, if I have to put too much work in it, I won't do it, right? Because I'm a DP for a living. I'm a small business owner. I've got a million things going on and doing a podcast to me even make it to a hundred episodes is kind of a miracle in and of itself. <laughs> and so I've been putting off video podcasts for a long time because I'm afraid of taking on too much work. Uh, that being said, I do realize that a lot of people consume video podcasts on YouTube. So I decided I would finally move forward with that on episode number 100. Also, for those of you who are new to the podcast, quick, this quick disclaimer, I office from home and do my podcast from my office in my home. So as a result, you may or may not hear my kids at some point. You probably will hear my kids. I have a two-year-old and a almost five-month-old. Chances are you're going to hear them at some point. In fact, I hear my son getting up from a nap literally right now. <laughs> in fact, and I'll, I'll try to insert this in the video. This is one of the cool things about having a video podcast, but my son has recently learned how to crawl under the baby gate. And so he crawls under the baby gate like literally army crawls under it. And it's as low as it can go, but he still crawls under it and then sprints toward my French doors in my office, these doors that are like right back over there. And he busts them open and comes in and is like, dada. <laughs> and it's super cute. However, if I'm like in a meeting or doing a podcast like I am right now, as you can imagine, it can become a little wild, a little Western in my office. So at some point, I would not be shocked if he makes a guest appearance. <laughs> if not in today's episode, for sure in a future episode at some point. But without further ado, I wanted to jump in today's topic, which is finding your lane. I think finding your lane is a very important part of the video business. It's really an important part of any business, but I think video in particular, and the same could be true for photographers, but finding your lane is a huge, like, it's a, it's a huge part of building your business if you're trying to do this for a living. Now, if you're just shooting for fun or you're a hobbyist, this may not pertain to you as much. But if you're serious about making a living in video or in photography, you've got to find your lane. Um, what I've learned is if you try to do it all, you won't be as successful. So let's talk a little bit about what it means to find your lane. And I'll, I'll dive into kind of what I consider to be my lane as an example. But let me backtrack. So when I first got into video, I wasn't quite sure 
what I wanted to do with video for a living. I knew that I wanted to do something video related. I was very interested in it. I was studying wildlife management in college at the time. So I started filming some of the outdoor things I was doing. Um, like when I was interning for Parks and Wildlife, I'd take a camera with me and film stuff for fun. And that's kind of what instilled a, a passion of video in me. And eventually that caused me to change my major to business management so I could learn more about how to create a business and how to run a business, et cetera. But through that experience, I, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do with video. I knew I loved the outdoors. I loved to hunt. I loved to fish. I loved to do things like that. So at first I thought maybe I would pursue a career doing video in those industries. And I did. I, I ran, ran and made a career at that for a while. I, I did outdoor television for several years and I freelanced uh, in outdoor TV world and, and traveled all over the world. It was great. But through that experience, I kind of figured out that that wasn't the lane for me. And that's a big part of what today's po podcast topic is all about. It's about finding your lane and the importance of finding your lane. What I learned through my experience was when, when I was doing the outdoor stuff, I, I enjoyed it, but I also was still dabbling in video in other markets. I was still doing some commercial work, some corporate work, et cetera. And what I learned from working in all those industries was a few things. One, I didn't have a lane. <laughs> I was doing work everywhere for all kinds of different projects, for all kinds of different industries. And that's not necessarily a bad thing in and of itself. You want to be versatile. I'm still versatile. I work in a lot of industries today, but I was bouncing in so many areas. I had like one rate that I would charge for my outdoor projects, which would be completely different than what I'd charge for my commercial work because the commercial work I did, like the, the budgets were a lot bigger. So people could pay a lot more than they could in the outdoor space. So I had like literally two different types of industries that were so different from each other, which offered two completely different price brackets. And so that that already was creating some problems. Then my marketing, right? If you went onto my website, my marketing was kind of all over the place. I had like examples of giant deer walking in a field <laughs> that was getting shot by some television host. But then on the other side, I had a commercial for a bank. And so it just it was too much. I had too much going on in too many different areas. And on top of that, my film style or my video style was completely different. One was completely run and gun and nobody really cared about the production value. It was just get it on camera and call it a day. The other was I was trying to grow my career and really develop my skills as a director of photography, learning how to light, learning about sound, learning how to hire people who know about lighting and sound and how to bring them onto set and how to direct them on set. But how could I even direct them on a set of, of a project of mine if I didn't even understand it myself? And so I had like these two completely different things going on. And then in the middle, I was doing a bunch of other random stuff. So I just, I had projects going everywhere. And on the one hand, it kept me busy, but on the other hand, I was not focused and it was really hard to grow my business. And in about 2015, 2016, I'd say probably a little closer to 2016, I decided that I needed to focus myself a little bit. And so what I did in the process was I decided I needed to kind of figure a, a lane for me to go down. And when I found that lane, I, I knew that I had to stick with it. So here's kind of where I am today. Like flash forward is 2023. I've been doing video for over a decade, but in 2016 is when I decided I needed to find, need to find a lane. And what is that? 16 math is like seven years ago, almost eight years ago. <laughs> so like eight years later, I have 
kind of found my lane. And it took me a little while, and it might take you a while too, but that's okay. That's just part of the process, right? By the way, I don't know if you can notice, but the uh, lighting, I can see it in my monitor right there. The lighting is going to change throughout these video podcasts because, as I stated earlier, I am not, like, this is something I just do on the side for my following, but this is not really a part of my business. (laughs) It's just something I do because I enjoy it. So as such, I'm not going to put a ton of time into this. I'm not diffusing my windows. I'm not bringing in external lights because if I make this into a giant production, I'll never do it. So if you see the lighting shifting, it's because I have a natural window (laughs) and the lighting is literally shifting outside. If this was a paid job and I was taking this very serious, I would diffuse my window and have full control over the lighting, but that's not what we're doing here. This is a free podcast that I put out for the public just because I want to. So as such, if you see the lighting shift, that's why. But it might take you a little bit of time to figure out your lane, but that is okay. And what I found for my lane is I figured out that for me to make the kind of living I wanted to make, to make the income I wanted to make, to be able to reach the financial goals I wanted to reach, I had to find a market that fit my goals. The market that I found was renewable energies, large construction, basically like AEC, architectural engineering, construction, things like that. But anything that has to do with large construction, um, engineering, uh, architectural stuff, anything that has to do with renewable energies, which is like uh, solar, wind, things like that, oil and gas, uh, marketing really large corporations, and also working with really big events, like live streaming events, putting a really big team together and, and live streaming events, and then also filming those events and doing like recap videos on top of actually handle, handling the in-house AV. So we, we can, on events, for example, bring in a whole team and run all of the in-house video and sound and do all the online video and sound and be able to film and do like recap videos. So doing those large events, along with the AEC stuff, the the building stuff, along with oil and gas, renewable energies, large corporations, different technologies, manufacturing, medical, all of those things encompass kind of my lane. And so I made a comment a minute ago that we still do a wide variety of projects. And you can tell from what I just said that that is a wide scope. So in no ways am I just, you know, funneled into like one industry, like I'm only going to do oil and gas, or I'm only going to do construction. However, I'm still, even though it's like a a wide scope of projects or a wide scope of industries, I'm still focused. And here is how I'm focused. I'm working with companies that are looking for a middle ground company to work with, a middle ground video production company. What does that mean? Well, this is just in my mind. And but and, and if you if you disagree, go to filming with Josh on Facebook and comment and let me know. But in my head, there are like three levels of video production. You've got people who are kind of newer, or maybe they're not new, but they just work with markets that have a smaller marketing budget. Then on the flip side, you've got companies like Apple and Tesla who are dropping millions and millions and millions of dollars into advertising every year. And then you have the middle ground. The middle ground is going to be full of companies that are going to be making anywhere from that like 10 million to like a billion dollars in annual revenue. And that's a pretty big that's a pretty big range. But those companies are going to be in a world where they are wanting to hire a, a video production company that can do quality work but without spending the kind of money that Apple or Tesla is spending. So they're not wanting to work with the guy who's doing the small local business, but at the same time, 
they're not wanting to drop a million dollars on their commercial project. They're looking to drop something more in that 10, 20, $30,000 range. And I kind of learned through my business that that was the realm that worked for me. It allowed me to bring in a crew and, and, and bring in people on, on bigger jobs, but I could also crew down to like me and another camera operator or me and a production assistant for smaller projects, but we could scale down or scale up depending on the project. And with clients like that, the other thing that comes with it is not only does not only are they looking for projects in that 10, 15, 20, 30,000 dollar range, but on top of that, they're usually looking for a lot of repeat business. They want to partner with a company that they can work with throughout the year, do 50, 60, 70, 80,000 dollars worth of work with every year. And once I learned that those companies existed, I knew that was the direction I wanted to go. Now, don't get me wrong. Apple and Tesla are not going to call me anytime soon. Like, for being honest, they're not calling Joshua Milligan and Rustic River Media to do the the next Tesla car commercial or the next Apple 16 iPhone or iPhone 16 launch. But at the same time, I'm not getting calls from small local coffee shops that are wanting to do business with me either. I found this middle realm where I'm working with these AEC firms. I'm working with these medical companies, these oil and gas companies who are wanting to do a lot of repeat business with decent sized contracts throughout the year and where a single project, like I said, can run 10, 15, 20, $30,000. And when I learned that, that was what I, f- I figured out was what I wanted my lane to be. I knew I was good enough to compete in that market but I wasn't good enough and didn't have the experience or the connections to go get an Apple iPhone 16 launch commercial. So that was what I learned for me is that middle market. That's what suited me. And in that middle market, I realized I had to figure out how to compete. How do you, how do you get work in that middle lane? That's really tough. That's a tough question. And to be honest, there is no right answer. But what I can tell you is it takes a lot of boots on ground. It takes a lot of networking. You can't just make some magic viral highlight video and all of a sudden a large construction company or a a really big engineering firm is going to come knocking down your door. That's not how it works. You've got to really put a lot of time into networking and developing relationships, whether that's going to industry trade shows, whether that's... um, being educational like I'm doing right now online, whether that's going on LinkedIn and networking through that, whether it's joining uh, different industry-specific networking groups, whatever the case may be, you've got to put that time in and it's not going to happen overnight. It takes a lot of time to develop those relationships and once you secure them, you've got to hang on to them. But I learned that that was the world I wanted to be in, so I put a lot of effort over the past five, six, seven, eight years to develop relationships in that specific industry. And the reason why that's important is if I was just doing work everywhere, if I was still like I was at the beginning of my career and I was doing hunting shows over here and I was doing commercials for eBay over here and then in the middle I was doing events and I was just doing all of this stuff, it would be really hard for me to focus in and find the ideal client. You've got to figure out who is my ideal client and how do I land the ideal client? Don't waste your time spending spending hours and resources on clients that aren't ideal for you and instead focus on clients that are ideal. So finding your lane allows you to be focused. It allows you to focus your marketing, your networking, your efforts into growing your business into the exact spot you want it to be rather than just wasting a bunch of time, which would be really easy to do. So finding your lane, in my opinion, is really, really, really important. 
I still do projects in the outdoor space. I didn't like cut that off completely. I just finished doing a shoot four days ago for a TV show, but it's just not a focus anymore. I, I barely even post anything about it online. I'll still take the jobs because I still enjoy it. Like I still do, like last year, I did a whole entire marketing project for Greystone Castle. It was a big contract. I did a lot of projects for them, like six or seven videos. I, I think I shot like 20,000 photographs for them um, for, for marketing. I didn't deliver 20,000, but I delivered like over a thousand images uh, for, for marketing purposes. And that was a huge contract, but I'm not like going out of my way to market that because even though I enjoy doing that and I still will take projects like that, I've learned that my ideal client is that AEC company. It is that large construction company. It is that medical company or that manufacturing company. Businesses that are looking to spend a, a good amount of money on video marketing year after year after year. Now, when you find a company like that, or, or, or and maybe maybe that's not the lane you're in. Maybe your your lane is weddings. Maybe your lane is real estate. But whatever your lane ends up being, you really got to do a good job on building building relationships and sustaining them. That means doing things like, for instance, last year around this time last year, I made pro bono as a gift just because I wanted to a bloopers reel for my. Uh, one of my medical clients, a plastic surgeon, um, Dr. Christine Fisher. I've done work for her for over five years. She spent a lot of money on on marketing content with me over the past five years. And as a thank you, I created a pro bono like bloopers reel of all these really funny moments that happen over all of these projects we've done over the past five years, five plus years. And I brought it to a Christmas party that she was ho hosting at her house. We got invited, my wife and I did, and we played that video toward the end of the night on her big flat screen TV in front of everyone. And it was hilarious. There were so many funny moments that we had on camera. Some were explicit, some weren't, but it was just really, really, really funny. And everybody loved it. It got a standing ovation and people just thought it was great. And that was me taking the time to continue to develop my relationship with someone that I've been in business with for five years already up to that point. But I'm letting her know how much appreciate I'm how much I appreciate her business. And so my edit, I, I paid my editor to do that project. I lost some money on that project, but it was totally worth it for what I developed in terms of continuing to build a relationship with my client. So that's that's the kind of thing you have to do. Like you have to find your lane, and then really work on developing relationships in your lane. It's really easy to go spend a bunch of money on Facebook doing advertisements or Instagram advertisements or making reels or things like that. And you might get some projects that way, but the best way to get projects is to figure out what is the industry that I want to focus on and then putting all of your efforts into those industries. And it doesn't have to be just one. I mean, I rattled off like five or six industries that we do business in, but I'm not really spending a lot of marketing efforts outside of those industries. I still take some, like I said, some, some out hunting outfitter marketing projects. I do some stuff in fly fishing and things like that. But most of my marketing efforts are going to be very, very focused in AEC and medical and manufacturing and technologies and corporations and things like that, where I know my ideal client lives. So it's really important in business that you figure out what your lane is, especially when it comes to a service industry like video or photography. Figure out what your lane is and be focused on that lane. It doesn't mean you can never take projects outside of your lane, 
especially if it's like a passion project. I, I have a meeting on Monday um, with a, a girl named Amanda Campbell. She's a, a great friend of mine, and her and I are about to take on a, a passion project doing a, a video about an artist that we wanted to highlight, an artist who makes makeup for film. That's a passion project that we want to do, a story we want to tell. So you can do passion projects. You can do other paid projects that are outside your lane, but figure out what your lane is and spend a lot of time focusing on your lane. Now, there are some other important things that go into focusing on your lane. For me, for example, I had to figure out what differentiates me from everybody else. Obviously, I, I mentioned you have to like build relationships and, and make contacts and things like that to get business in your lane. But you also have to figure out like what makes you different than everybody else. So in my specific lane, I knew that because I wanted to play in this middle ground, I knew I had to be good enough to produce a very high quality product and I had to be able to do it with all the appropriate equipment. So part of how I compete against other people in my industry is the equipment I have. You know, you see this big thing behind me. It's kind of empty right now because I've got gear unpacked right over here for a project that I just got home from. But the point is, is I have a lot of lights. I have a lot of different types of mics. I have a lot of different types of very specific pieces of equipment that allow me to do things that people in my area cannot do. If someone was to pick up the phone and call anybody in the New Braunfels area where I live and asked about video, there's not one company anywhere around me that has even a fraction of the amount of equipment I have or the experience operating that equipment. I am the guy in New Braunfels, Texas. And it's specifically because I've spent a lot of money investing in my business because I knew that that was something I could do that would differentiate me from everybody else. So when you call Joe Blow down the street, he's gonna show up with a camera and a couple small lights. But if you call me, I have I have extremely good lighting equipment and a lot of it. I have basically have enough lights to have my own grip truck. And that allows me to differentiate myself from everybody else. Same is true with my audio equipment. When I hire sound guys, they can use my own gear because of all of the audio gear I have. And so as a result, it helps me compete with everybody else in this area because nobody around me has that kind of equipment. You'd have to go to Houston or Dallas or Austin to find anybody with that kind of gear, maybe San Antonio, but you're going to pay a lot of money to work with those large companies in order to get that kind of product. I can give it to you on a smaller scale, similar quality, because I spent the money and invested in the gear. So that is how I differentiate myself from the competition. So when you figure out what your lane is, you got to figure out what's going to make you different. Maybe it is equipment. Maybe it's experience. Maybe it's just the way or style of how you shoot. But you've got to not only network, but you've got to figure out what makes you different than everybody else. I'm confident when a client calls me, I may cost more than the other guys in my area, but nobody has the equipment that I have, not even close. And as a result, you're gonna get a product with me that you cannot get with anybody else without stepping into a huge company in Austin. That's what makes me different. So you've gotta figure out what is your lane and then figure out the differentiator that makes you unique in your lane so that customers wanna hire you. Anyway, it's a shorter podcast today. I just wanted to try out the new video podcast and see how it goes. I enjoy doing this. If you like the video podcast, let me know if this is a new format that you want to see more of. Go to Filming with Josh, leave me a comment and let me know. And if you have never subscribed to the podcast, be sure to subscribe to Filming with Josh. If you're watching this on YouTube, we are on all the major podcast platform, 
uh, platforms, including Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, Google Play, etc. So be sure to go look for Filming with Josh or the Filming with Josh podcast on one of those platforms. But I had a lot of fun today, guys. I want to leave you some words of encouragement. If you are newer to video or even if you've been doing it for a while, but you aren't quite sure what your next step is, I just want to encourage you to find your lane, figure out what makes you different and spend all your resources on that. And don't waste time spreading your marketing and 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 information that you're giving to the public all over the place. Be be very focused, hyper-focused, and, and focus on what your lane is. And if you figure that out, you will be successful. Thanks, guys. I'll see you all next week. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. Catch every episode by hitting subscribe today.